Welcome to the Light Shed, brought to you by your boys, Syringe and Bam. What's good? We're here in full effect, y'all. Yo, what up, everyone? We're here doing our thing, you know, repeatedly, just co-chilling. We got a lot of fans out there, you know. We just want to say thank you uh, to all those out there with the 25 downloads uh, that my boy here... um, Pretty much promoted on his Twitter page, and we just want to say thanks. I, you know what? I really shouldn't have had a. Uh, I shouldn't own those fucking sounds. No, those sounds are awesome. Honestly, man, it's all about making the buku bucks. Oh, I swear to God. I'm gonna hit you with this fucking microphone. Oh, that was great. <laughs> uh, thanks for letting me man this thing today, guys. Uh, there's some effects here. Um, good lord. On this mixing board, uh, for all those out there um, that might be curious, we're currently using the Zoom Live Track L8, and um, the good homie Bams dropped some dough on this thing, and it has some pretty awesome uh, features. And we need to use these features more often, like this. Freaking oh, sick, man. Good God. And I mean, a little something like... <laughs> a little laughter. And we have some... <laughs> <laughs> and we also have... You guys can't drums. hear what he's doing. He's putting sound effects on. So there's like applause and fucking all trumpet. Y- yo, mm. one of them just went... <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> yeah, great. Pretty, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. And my favorite one of them all is, yo, welcome to the Light Shed Podcast. Oh, good Lord. Um, Yeah, so, yeah, we're back. Sorry about that, guys. All right, guys, I got to step out for a second. I'm going to put a bullet in my head. Don't do it. Um, <laughs> we need you on this motherfucker. Anyway, so today uh, we're going to keep it uh, straight to the point. Keep it sweet for you guys. Um me and Bams have a special love for Canon cameras. Yep, I am. Um, I am. What do you call Team Canon? He is definitely Team Canon, and your boy Syringe also is Team Canon. Um, though I'm currently shooting a Sony mostly. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and as fucked as fucked up as that is, at the end of the day, what I what I want to say is is that. Canon has always felt like home to me. Um, and anyone that uh, has shot like a 5D with like a 24 to 70 or a 50 millimeter or an 85 um, know that they're just a shit. That's the best way to put it. I said I wasn't going to curse, but I'm going to throw that out the window real quick. <laughs> um, but that being said, you know. Like all things, they're manufactured and created by people, and people are not perfect. So sometimes the creations and innovations uh, within um, things that are made by man are sometimes just not perfect or just fall short of what we need. So my good friend Bams here, for example, he shoots a 5D Mark III. One of the greatest cameras ever made. I would say so. Um... I think the Canon 5D Mark III, uh, for the most part, is probably one of the most 
well-rounded cameras ever it's, made, it's, right? It's very versatile, that camera. I mean, you can literally shoot. I do a bunch of videos with it. I mean, how many videos I shot with you together? Yeah. We were doing right. that. I mean, for... I mean, technically, your fucking whole body of work for the past few years has been on that camera for the most part, right? Pretty much that and the 6D. And the 6D people. Um, <clears throat> yeah, you started with a 6D, right? I started the 6D, and I think I got the 5D, like, maybe... Right afterwards. Yeah, probably, like, a couple months yeah. after I got the 6D. And that was, at this point, maybe like 2012, you got that, right? I had the store when you got the 5D, so. No, yeah. So let's say around 2012, he bought the 5D. And that being said, um, there was a 5D Mark IV. Um, But like most people, um, I just couldn't see why you would upgrade to that camera. There was really no point. I mean, honestly, if you you already shooting, if you already had the 5D, there'd be no point upgrading. If you were going to upgrade from maybe to 6D or something a little bit less, like, you know... I would see did if you want to upgrade to the the, the Mark IV, but I would honestly even then I would say listen if you get a 5D I would get it through a Mark III instead. Yeah. I mean I still tell people that believe it or not <clears throat> I tell people if you could find a good used one in like an excellent condition or something. Oh no, hell yeah! Then by all means buy that shit. Hell like yeah. you wouldn't be buying something that wouldn't be worth it. But um, that being said, um, right around the time the 5D Mark IV came out. Sony had done some pretty amazing stuff with video. And for those people out there that buy cameras to do both video and photo, at the time, uh, 5D Mark IV fell short of a lot of video specs. I mean, well, you got to understand, Canon does have their cinema line. So they do have cameras that are geared towards video. No, understood. And I get all that. But, you know, like I tell most people, you know, for the stuff that I do, for example, a cinema camera wouldn't make me happy no. you know because i want to shoot photos too yeah you know what i mean so like whenever i have a camera in my hands and i mean a lot of people um just based on the people i talk to even at work um tend to do hybrid shooting you know they want to do both photo and video and no one and really wants to walk around with a cinema camera and a photography no, because, yeah, camera. I mean, you, people got to understand, like, you're really not making, you're not going to be, you're not making money in one field over your other. It's, it's good to have, you can, you can shoot photos, you can do headshots, you can do portraits, you can do street stuff. Then you can actually have video where you can actually, you might be able to sell B-roll to a bunch of companies and stuff like that as well. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I think, it, I, yeah, for sure. I think it's more along the lines of, like, when I have too much stuff with me, I feel the least creative. Word. I feel like I tend to hit walls when I have too many options. Because you're going to try and use all the options that you have right. at hand. Or, no, of course. Or, or, or second guess myself as to what I'm using at the moment, whatever Word. it is. So simplifying that, let's say, yeah, we all would like to shoot through a cinema camera if that shit took just the same uh, quality in photos. No, hell yeah. You know, and that's where these mirrorless and DSLR cameras were um, kind of like the answer to my prayers. In fact, in fact, when I bought my T2i way back when, um, by the way, that's like the first digital Canon camera with interchangeable lenses that I ever bought. And when I bought it at the time, Erica was doing her her um pool loves boo videos and uh what the hell did we use actually no we were gearing up to shoot those videos for her and she had mentioned i think i want to get a video camera and it just was perfect that i was 
in the market for a photo camera. No, oh, hell yeah. And I had been using, I don't even know who me, I think it was a Canon point and shoot just to have in my pocket at all times. And um, when I would go to like gallery shows and all that stuff, I would shoot like behind the scenes with that. And it wasn't up until I shot a video uh, on one of those little BS little point and shoot cameras that I was like, oh, maybe I should get a, a new video camera and start doing more like interviews. And that whole way of thinking sparked up. And at the time, someone that I knew, uh, someone that I knew um, in LA, well, in California, I don't remember exactly where he was in California, but he had made a video and I saw it on YouTube and the video was sharp and just it looked different than what I recognize as like a camcorder or, you know, any video camera. Yeah. It just looked so crispy. And I reached out to that guy and that was the guy that told me, he's like, yo, um, I shot this thing on a photography camera. <laughs> and, you know, my ignorance, I didn't know where cameras had gone. I was cool with, let's just say, a film camera. Yeah. At that time, I was shooting like a little Nikon that my mother-in-law actually gave me. And I think it had like a 50 millimeter on there. It was it was a digital, I mean, a film camera. But it was, um, you know, it had like autofocus and shit like that. Yeah. And uh, so I started looking into that camera. And right away, I realized that, oh, this is kind of new. You know, this type of quality coming out of a photo camera is new. And... In all fairness, like, uh, you know, we've talked about me being somewhat of a research nerd. I looked into it and I realized that, oh, shit, this is like a major innovation, right? Because it enabled you to shoot good quality video, but more importantly, be able to switch your lenses and shoot through these, like, expensive, like, no, L glass yeah, and yeah, shit, you know? Exactly. And when I, when I did the research, I was like, oh, that's why, that's why... When I watched that video, I remember it kind of caught me off guard, like being like, wow, that's why I noticed it, that it was like something different here. And it wasn't. And I remember it looked shaky to me, but he was doing like almost like racks. And when he was racking it, it was just like this drastic depth of field that on a on a video camera, you can achieve it, but it's not so easy. So right then and there, I realized there was like some type of innovation going on. And there was. And in all fairness, thank God that I that I noticed it because I feel like it set me apart right away when I started making videos. And I remember when I was putting those videos out, I had homies reaching out like, yo, what the fuck did you shoot that on? You know, the same way I reacted to it. Yeah. So I'm glad I kind of caught that wave. Right. But that being said, you know, right away, I started finding out about, about the 5Ds, the 5D Mark uh, twos and threes and the the quality just kept getting better and i started seeing it at more shoots and around when i was you know around creative people i started seeing oh, all right so I, I caught the right wave and anyway that being said 5d mark three to me was like the camera um i'll be happy to shoot it at right now you know if you're like yo syringe you want this camera fuck yeah i want that camera you know um, and I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to shoot the shit out of it no, and, it's and still love a, it. It's still a beast. It yeah, really is. Exactly. I mean, that camera is, what, it's 23, 24 megapixels? Yeah. 
1080p high def. I mean, it, that's pretty much all it has. It's not, but that thing, it's still sharp. Like it's still sharp. Like it's really, really sharp. It's a freaking great camera to have. Yeah. I've been using it for years and it has not led me wrong yet. I mean, the reality is, is though, just to put things into perspective, a lot of the shoots that I've been on some professional ass shoots, like corporate shoots were being shot on that thing, you know? Mm -hmm. um, when I, I did a, a job years ago for Quicksilver, and it was the funniest thing on earth. Um, uh, the lead director on that was this um, pretty badass photographer named Michael Hausman. Okay. Michael Hausman's the guy that took the picture of um, of Basquiat and um, um, Andy Warhol with the boxing gloves. Okay, yep. It's like a really famous photo. Yeah, yeah, I know the shot. Um, that's a whole other story. But the point being is, is when I got there, I was a th second or third cameraman, not too sure. Um, but when they had their, their, their camera techs putting the gear together, I remember being like, damn, look at these crazy ass rigs, you know, barn doors on it. You know, it was, it, it was just crazy looking. It was like a whole shoulder rig. And this is when this whole thing started taking off, right? I remember thinking right away, the minute they gave me that thing, it had a 50 pound counterbalance weight on it. This is when you, you said you ran up on the Brooklyn Bridge. Yeah. Right? Yep. yeah. <laughs> so had, imagine you're holding this little rig, yep. right? It's already someone has some weight to it. Then you have the camera. We had monitors attached to them with almost like blinders on them. So when you you would basically put your face into this like maybe it's five or seven seven inch monitor on it, which was dope because if there was any glare or anything like that, you had a bigger monitor to look at. And more yeah. importantly, you can put your face into it and film like this, um, which was cool, right? But then you had the whole front uh, end on it. Um, you had your pull focus on it. And um, I just remember being like, damn, this is so limiting, right? Coming from shooting that T2I, yeah, it just I just felt so stiff with it. And point being is, we shot on those guys for about I want to say almost half the day, the first uh, day that we shot. And Michael goes uh, to the tech guy, get all this shit off. I want all of it off. Get take it all off. Give me just give me the camera. Give me the camera. And I remember this shit being so foreign to him. And mind you, this is a pretty bad dude. Like, he did this really cool film called Surf Movie. Yeah. He's kind of known for that particular film. But the guy knows what he's doing, you know? And he's the one that kind of taught me about, um, in the three days that I was with him, um, to, hold, to hold the camera and allow it to naturally move with your body kind of. Uh, even when you're standing still. So he would do this thing where he would kind of just move his hands just ever so slightly. I mean, it's the same way your eyes are going to see, like, life in general. Well, all right. Well, for me, I always avoided that. But seeing how he shot, like, this was like his thing, I think. You know yeah. what I mean? And it did add a little more life to it. But point being is, is once we got all the shit off, it was like now he was shooting. At one point, I remember he was, like, sitting on, on the ground kind of had his legs kind of spread open, had the camera like held in between his legs, like really low to the ground. You couldn't do that with those big ass rigs. Yeah. Now it did. It looked cool. If I was shooting something where I needed to be stable, you know, um, 
for a couple of steps or just kind of just turning from the waist and things. I think that those things were perfect. But when you're moving around, you know, um, these big old rigs would get in the way. And kind of a lot of people were treating them that way. Like, oh, now we got to make it look like a video camera. When to me, the whole beauty about it was is that you have this tiny little thing in your hand that fucking kicks ass at video, right? So moving forward, um, that became my thing, shooting through these best of both world cameras, which is why I bought the T2i because Erica wanted to do video on them. I wanted to do photography. Word. So it made sense to buy that camera and it's, it helped us both. And in that, I fell in love with Canon cameras, again, leading up to 6Ds, which I wind up owning specific to shoot video, not really photography, because at the time I was really just, I want to learn this video shit. And um, you went ahead and bought the 5D Mark III, and that's a fantastic camera. It is. And you can't say nothing bad about it. But moving forward, 5D Mark IV comes out. I considered buying that as like, oh, wait, this is the new one. And at the time, I instantly noticed differences in, in, in color. And so did a lot of um, people that I knew. And more importantly... Because of, I guess, changing the sensor, I believe, to be able to achieve, I believe, 4K video on that camera, changing the sensor, I think, was the biggest mistake they made because mm. it eliminated that dynamic range. Yep. And you can instantly see it, especially in gradient colors. And that made me say, well, maybe I'll wait for the next model, right? And then Sony runs off with mirrorless the dynamic range on them cameras, you cannot front on them. I tell people the dynamic range on, on, on to me, the Sony cameras are just bananas. Uh, noticeably better, right? Then you had the specs and video. For someone like me, it was kind of a no-brainer. 120 at 1080p was sounding fucking money. And Canon was offering it with the EOS R and the, the I believe, the... Um, the 5d mark 4 at 720 720 yeah, one, yeah. so it's like in my head i'm like i don't want to use that you know so kind of let me down and in the end um i feel like i was kind of forced to go the sony route and a lot of people were i mean you can't i mean, I mean you gotta do a lot of dudes who i know like a lot of dudes even the guys you see on youtube a lot of these guys who shoot like they literally upload their videos in 1080p not even 4k I mean, most people because nowadays are dumping, uh, exporting at 4K, even if they shoot at 1080p. Um, I think I mentioned this well, to you. Well, I, I know I, I, export all, I, I export all my videos at 4K because when you go, when you upload to YouTube, there's less of a uh, compression when you put that in the 4K. Well, they're giving, yeah, they're giving you more room for the 4K. Exactly. And you're uploading a 1080p video. Yeah, exactly. So you don't lose a lot when you upload I don't think you lose anything. In fact, I think you gain from it because you're kind of yeah, you giving probably, it yeah. more yeah. room for I know better you, process. If, if you upload at 1080 yeah, if you upload a 1080p, I mean, you can see the compression in the video. Like, you can see there's a lot of grain in the video. Like, it doesn't look right. Mm. But if you upload at 4K, even if it's a 1080p video, it looks good. Learn. Agreed. Um... But I guess, I guess what I was trying to get at was is that so EOS R comes out. I liked it for photos. I thought some of the photos no, I was, was seeing was camera. pretty yeah, badass. No, it was good because it came back to what they call what the, the Canon colors. Like you saw the Canon color, like the individual you saw in the 5D Mark III. Yeah, but then, but then again, <clears> they <throat> failed you on the video specs. Yep. 
And for me, it's like, <clears throat> fuck, man. Like, I just want to stay here. And it just didn't make sense. Because yeah. now I'm like, all right, so now what am I going to buy a 5D Mark III now when all these new innovations are happening? Is I'd rather have something that's somewhat current, right? So I went A7 III, which I, I hated it, you know, for like the first year. I legit was like, would pick it up and be like, why did I buy this? <laughs> I don't feel comfortable. I'm always in the menu trying to figure out what's, you know, how to change things. And it just didn't flow at all. Like, and it wasn't. It just till till this day, I'm not necessarily in love with that camera. I know how to use it now, yeah. <clears throat> but I'm, I've never loved it. I've never loved it in my hands either. Um, boom. So moving forward, um, RP comes out. I'm like not even bothering. You know, it's a lower end EOS R. Why even look at it? And then I started hearing about R6 and R5. And on paper, right away, I'm like, uh, hold up. So what the hell is this, right? You know, because it instantly got my attention. Yeah, because the numbers on paper were ridiculous. Yeah, that came on paper, it just looked crazy. Yeah, yeah when, when we got the specs in, I was just like, oh, shit. Uh, and then right away, of course, naturally, knowing Canon, when I read the specs, I'm like, all right, cool. What's the price point? What are we dealing with here? And as I suspected, you know, we're talking about EO, uh, R6 is 2000 plus, right? Yep. Uh, EO, uh, R5 is like five, about five yeah, grand or so. Foreign change. Foreign change with a lens about five plus, yeah, right? Yeah, about five plus, yeah. So, especially with like this new uh, RF mount. Um, but, 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 but. First, we get the R6 in the store, fell in love with it, waited for the R5 to come in. And luckily today, um, I was able to bring it from work so that BAMs could kind of get a, a reaction to it. But I guess what all, I mean, all the things we were just talking about leads me to say the following. Having, t having felt like uh, as far as what I was or the type of work that I produce, um, um, that Sony was the way to go for me as far as like um, even if it was going to be for a certain time period till something new came out. The R5 and the R6 officially got more than my attention as far as uh, uh, kind of go back to Canon camera. Oh, hell yeah. Um, and you, I'm sure you can agree with it. I mean, right off the bat, um, one of the most important things I think for me is how it feels in my hands. That should, it feels like the 5D. Boom. Like it literally felt like I had the Mark III in my hand. It literally felt like I picked up my camera. Well, more the way I describe it is if it just feels like you're picking up a nice Canon camera. Yep. You know, um, I wouldn't necessarily say it feels like um, any other uh, Canon DSLR, but it is very close to it for I, a whole new body. I wouldn't say that either, but when I picked it up, I literally felt like I picked up my, the camera. My, the camera Legit. I used daily. When I picked it up, I was like, all right, that feels... Well, yo, where's your camera? Do you have it around? No, it's in the back over there. Son of a bitch. But um, look, um, just give me one second, y'all. Go in my bag real quick. <laughs> just because uh, this is important. to. Uh... Yeah, so I'm mad at Syringe right now because he brought in this R5 and I got to play with it for a little bit. And now, now I need this camera in my life. So Canon, hook your boy up. We need about three or four in the studio. All right, I'm handing Bams my uh, A7 III. Yeah, no. 
Right? No. It just instantly it like cut, right. you know, and, and it's funny because most people say I love it, you know. No. It just you're used to this this particular e- feel, man. Even with my 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 trigger finger, I don't like the way it's not it doesn't feel big enough. Like yeah. this right here, there's And that not, has the plate. Yeah. It's you know it's not even the plate. It there's not enough on this. Like yeah. it, it doesn't protrude let enough. Let me get it. Here, let me just uh, so guys, uh, I have my A seven three here. Um I have a really right stuff um grip on it it's pretty much for um just to give you that extension for your pinky um and i personally think it's the the best one they have out it has an arca swiss plate attached to it uh it's pretty affordable oh, see, that, see that's dope that it has arca swiss on yeah. it that, that's oh, on dope. this on this plate it does and another thing that's pretty cool about it it's is just is like that, the grip itself on the front when like where your hand where your actual fingers ground to grab around it it doesn't feel like there's enough meat on there. Well, this plate here is pretty dope because it has, you remove the battery door from the camera. Oh, so you have it on. Right, so and second. you put it on here. And what that does is it weather seals this onto the body. Oh, perfect. So this was a really good buy. So anybody out there really right stuff, got a really cool um, extended uh, battery. No, it's dope. A7 Listen, III. I'm not, li- I look. No, but check it out. My point is this. Now feel it. This is what it's like out of the box. Now it's really fucked. No, hell no. This is too small. It's too it's small, right? It's way too small. But There's now here's not... the thing. Some people want that. I did too, but I didn't want to lose it on the grip. And I don't have big hands, but this is not, this doesn't feel good. It's not inspiring. And and, and no. even the shutter button to me is just like, it's a dud. The placement, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't feel right. It just doesn't feel like yeah. home, man. And no. and for me picking up, yo, the minute the, the minute the R6 came in and I grabbed it, and I picked it up. I was like, oh, you know, because it instantly felt like, you know, I want to go here right now. You know, and what listen, I mean? I'm not a Canon fanboy by anything. I'll shoot whatever yeah, I can, what, whatever I can, whatever I can shoot with, I'll shoot with as long as it feels good. That the, the Sony don't listen. Those cameras are freaking they're amazing. Those cameras are awesome. But it just doesn't feel right. It no, really agreed. doesn't feel agreed. right. Agreed. I guess my point is, you know. That even like the the grip itself, right away sold me on the fucking camera. Yeah, yeah I knew the specs obviously, but the minute I picked it up, well, when those specs came quality, out, nobody thought they they thought Canon was blowing out their ass when it was like the Canon's talking. They're blowing smoke right now. There's no way this camera's coming with those specs. For sure, um, a lot of people, um, you know, people are exp- so people are experiencing things. You can find a lot of negative reviews. Um, about the R5 and the R6 um, on like YouTube, for example. But like I tell people, you know, if you really search under almost any camera on the market, they you all will have... find that somebody has something negative to say. Yes. And the reality is, is um, kind of going back to what I was saying before is when you like doing photography and video, a lot of times I think... If you're going to get an all-in-one camera, at some point in time, something's going to either hurt your pocket or upset you that that something's not present in the camera. That you're mm-hmm. like, why couldn't they just add this to this camera, yep. right? Um, but, you know, I've come to, you know, just let it go, you know. There's not a perfect camera on the market, you know, and but some are better than others for different uses, and I feel like if you're someone that likes to shoot video and 
let's say you are a heavy cropper, you're shooting birds in the sky, um, anything that's going to require you to crop or someone that prints huge photos and this type of stuff. And R5 is kind of it as far as Canon goes. Well, um, listen, if you if you look at most of the reviews online for anybody, like the people who actually do gear reviews, mm-hmm. they're always... They point out the negatives more than they point out they point out the positives. There's always like, well, this camera, this it could have had this, it could have had that, it mm-hmm. could have had this. They don't point out the positive. They always go to the negatives first. Well, I mean, in all fairness, <clears throat> one, one thing that I will say is, um, a lot of times the negative comes out based on the price point. Yes. When someone's like, "Yo, I just paid you five thousand dollars for this camera," yeah, body. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that, why doesn't it have this? Yes. And when this camera that's less has it and but you know that camera also doesn't have what this camera has you know what i'm saying yeah so like the best way to break it down is like in the sony world if you primarily like to shoot video over photography then an a7s wouldn't be a bad choice word that would be what i would push you towards if you tell me i love shooting video do low light video but i do like the idea of being capable of taking a dope photo i would say get an a7s if you tell me you're strictly shooting birds and wildlife and sports, you know, then I'd be like, yo, get like a A9 or, you know, even an A7R, right? Mm-hmm. And they all still have good video capabilities, right? But like uh, uh, bringing it into that world, A92 comes out. Was it A92? I believe it was A92 or A9, the first one. The A9 was the first one. Yeah, right, right. No, I'm saying I don't remember which one didn't have log. I think that was, it might have been the A9. All right, so let's say that. So let's just say you, you, you do video and you tell me you like doing video, but you like shooting birds too. I wouldn't, I would say, well, which one do you like more? Because the A9 would suit you. But if you do video and you do color grading, this one doesn't come with log. So again, it's it's just kind of like a way for these people to make it seem well. Get an A7S if you're gonna do video, and get a fucking A9 or an A7R if you like doing photos. And now you're kind of being forced to buy both. Yeah. Right. So, <clears throat> and this is where I think people start getting upset. You know what I mean? Because it's just like, yo, how did I just give you five thousand or four thousand dollars for A9, and you don't fucking have log mode for me? You couldn't just give me that? The they, fucking A7 III has it. You I'm get what not I mean? sure, but they might have added that on like maybe an update. On like a firmware update? I think update. the A9 has it, but I'm pretty sure A9 didn't it have didn't it. didn't have it? Okay. I remember my buddy had it, and he had that camera, and it didn't have it. And I remember, being, I remember thinking it was just so stupid. I'm like, how are you going to charge more money? And yeah, granted, give them more megapixels, but damn, you couldn't just throw in log mode? Like, you have to just remove it. But I feel like that's a way to them... For these companies to say, well, then get both cameras. You obviously like yeah, doing both. I, th- I honestly think that the A9 was actually geared towards photographers other than like, not videographers. Like it was geared towards photography. Like because even yeah. when they had the demos, like they were doing shooting, it was all, um, they did a lot of ice skating stuff, a lot of uh, football. Like they were looking at all those like high, like, everything was high paced. That's what they were shooting at. They weren't shooting video and stuff like that. Well, f- <clears throat> word. But then you have like, for example, people come in the store and without me having to say anything, well, I like doing mostly videos, so I think I'm cool getting an R6. You know, 
and then there's people that come in and say, well, y'all, you know, I like doing both, but I'm, I'm more of a photographer, and they automatically lean towards an R5. Yeah. So it's just weird to me how the way the industry's going right now, it's kind of like, um, you know, um, you can't really get everything you really need out of one camera. You know I mean, that's always going to be, that's always going to be a problem. You're always going to find something that your camera can't do that you, that you might be able to do with a different camera. Right up. But yo, that being said, um, anyone out there that wrote a negative review about the R5, if you had fight me, <laughs> if you had, if you had a negative experience with, especially it overheating and all that stuff, <clears throat> You kind of have to be understanding, especially that, you know, the specs are on paper for you to read. And if you thought you were going to shoot 8K video for 30 minutes without this shit overheating, you kind of um, are playing yourself. Well, like I would, I would not. My <laughs> point is I would not shoot that camera in 8K and try attempt to record 30 minute clips as somebody who shoots uh like light trail videos so long exposures the 5d will overheat during the summertime if it's hot as hell yeah, outside sure. the 5d will overheat if i have that thing shooting for like 50 or a minute like if it's shooting a minute long the sensor will overheat yeah but I so mean, it's just you, it, the ca all cameras are prone to overheating. If you're gonna keep, if you're gonna, you know, if you're gonna bash the hell out of it, they're gonna overheat. Yeah, and I mean, you know, the bottom line is, is you're trying to process all this crazy ass <clears throat> video uh, through this little camera that doesn't really have any holes for it to breathe. It doesn't have any fans in here to kind of cool this no, thing down. Yeah, yeah. So, point being is, is back to what I was trying to say. Well, what I'm trying to build towards saying is, is that I believe that the R5 and the R6 are Canon's best cameras since the 5D Mark III. I would have to agree. Yeah. And if you are a person that, especially if you're starting new and you have the scratch to buy one of these cameras, I can assure you that you'd be buying a camera that you can be set on for, you know, the next five to even eight years and <clears throat> that's a that's a long that that camera it'll last you <laughs> it'll last you a minute yeah well i mean that being i mean i guess the main thing is is like yo so like the way things are going you know a month from now they might announce something new of course but that doesn't mean you got to go now and upgrade to that camera no, no, you no. can be comfortable that what you bought yeah is going to be relevant for a while especially yep. with like you know all this crazy technology and like uh, face detection and animals and humans and image stabilizers on sensors and you name it it's uh it's pretty much in there but um i just really think that um shout out to canon i think you guys did a ridiculous job on this camera um truly um wishing that i had more funds to just kind of just buy it and just no move seriously forward. as the, as picking it oh shit sorry as the first time picking that camera up today and shooting it with today that thing is a it's ridiculous that the, i i really wish i had that camera in the in, i wish it was in my arsenal right now you yeah. approve it oh, hell yeah that good job Ken. <laughs> fantastic work Ken. we're really proud of you guys that camera is it's it's probably worth the money if you if you actually can say that you can actually uh, if you're paying for it and then you can actually uh, make work that's gonna actually pay it off in the long run, I would say get it. It's it's something I would actually pick up. Bam's money um, approved.
<laughs> no, it, it's ridiculous. That camera is insane. All right, so it's fair to say, oh, Cannon, you did a fantastic job. Oh, good lord, with these fucking. <laughs> you know what? I, I shouldn't have showed them. That, I should have just left it as is. I love it. I love it. Um, but all right, so <laughs> yeah, so um, Bams, um, what can you um, uh, in the moments that you had with it, what 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 can you say stuck out to you about the camera itself? You know, as as coming from somebody who's yeah. never used a camera with uh, EVF, that EVF is ridiculous. Yep. That thing is the tits. I'm sorry. Tits. That shit is ridiculous. He said it's tits. The grip, it has, it's, it's, you know, it, the grip itself is like pronounced that the fire, the, the trigger, the, the shutter button is perfect. Mm-hmm. Like everything on this camera, like I I I feel like I have my 5D. Even though it feels lighter, mm-hmm. this is a camera. I literally went into the menus and I can literally fu- I can literally go through the menus and not know where I'm going and mm-hmm. still know where I'm going at the same time because it's the whole can it's a Canon f- uh, family. So, yeah. but this thing is not it, to not to mention uh, articulating screen. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, if you can, if you if if you want to really up the game on your videos, especially if you vlog and stuff like that. R6, R5 would probably be the best to go with mm-hmm. right now because you can actually do the articulating screen. You can actually see mm-hmm. yourself in the screen and everything like that, which is, I've been shooting a lot of videos. I'm shooting dumb videos and stuff like that. So if I had that, that it, it'd be yeah. a plus. Another another really cool feature is pop the lens off. See, I don't want to do that. I'm afraid. Look at Look what they did with the sensor. Got That's dope. Drop down curtain on it. Hell yeah. Um, my my Sony, for example, was just exposed. That's dope. So they drop. They put a drop down curtain on it. Also, because um, you know people are gonna le- they're gonna wind up leaving their camera on when they're switching yeah, the lens. Yeah, man. And that's what you not don't only that, do. but I mean, yo, your, your shit's gonna get dusty. Yeah. When you shut the camera off, it drops that 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 curtain. And there's 24 to 105 f4 on this thing. It's a, a good lord. Even f4, this thing's a beast. Yo, but you know what? Shout out to to the 24 to 105 f4 USM lens, uh, all through and through from day one, even the earlier. Um, DS, uh, the L mount ones. I mean, sorry. Um, yeah, the the L uh, series. I swear, as soon as Sigma says they're making it, they're making a mount for the R5. I'm I'm literally gonna buy it. I have to. Yeah. I, have I mean to the EF. I'm sorry. I was trying to say the EF mount. Yeah. Um. Oh, you know that's a beast. Yeah, that that's a beast of a lens. Yeah. Hell yeah. The EF that's, that's, that, I used that lens yeah. for a while, and it had a macro feature on yeah. there, and that was pretty this fantastic thing, yeah, too. This camera feels so good in the hand. Yeah, it man. Feels. Oh, also, um, the the new RF lenses have a um, a function ring on them that allow you to uh, customize it to. You could set it to your like ISO or your aperture. So overall, that just is really dope. That's a dope feature. Yeah. That's really a dope feature. Really cool um, series of cameras. It took them a while, but Canon, I think, no, finally they're coming got through. Their they're shit re- yeah, yeah, no, they're really coming through. Um, I believe. Uh, was it XQD or CFast? It's it's uh, XQD, and then you can put an SD in there. Yeah, so... It's not CFast. It's XQD. I know that. XQD. Yeah. Now, to all the people out there that are new to XQD cards, they are expensive. Um, but the way I try to explain to people is, is if you're going to buy a camera that has all these high-end features and, like, frame rates and... Um, does 8K and all this type of stuff. You need a super fast card, and the XQD cards are almost uh, the most um, 
least to corrupt one and also i put i put an sd card in there just so i can shoot it to get some stills and that literally it'll fill up the card real quick well because of the file sizes yeah because it's shooting raw and you're shooting at 40 what 45 megapixels something like that yeah yeah that it filled up the card pretty fucking quick yeah hell yeah i mean that's something to look out for i mean i'm pretty sure anyone that uh buys the camera is kind of either aware of that or should be made aware of the fact that file size is going to be pretty big yes but um, overall, I mean, you can check it out mostly on YouTube. You can see uh, test footage right out the body, no grading and all that stuff, as well as um, really awesome photography. Watch the roster reviews with a grain of salt. You know, don't go in there thinking what he, whatever you're watching is, you know, the end all be all what it is. It's their opinion. So take it for what it is, watch a couple of videos, get a bunch of different opinions on a thing, and then you can base your, you can base your stuff on that and until you get the, the camera actually in your hands and you can test it out. I mean, in, in all fairness, to, I usually listen to all both sides of, um, of that fence, but ultimately it comes down to, uh, you know, replicating the issue. You yeah. know, um, when I bought the A7 III, there was things that... Um, were brought to my attention that I haven't experienced. On my particular camera, one of the things that I noticed was is there's a difference between exposing through the EVF and exposing through the uh, LCD screen mm. in the back. So there is a difference. So I tend to expose through the EVF and then shoot through the LCD. Um, some people tell me that I'm crazy, but I know I'm not. You know, I put that to the test. Well, remember Things when you're I, looking through the when you're looking through the viewfinder, even if it's EVF or even if it's normal uh, DSLR, your your eyes blocked. You're not getting any ambient light through the thing. Mm-hmm. When you're looking at a view screen, you have all the ambient light coming in. So, nah, but even still, man, it, it's just not <clears> accurate. <throat> I mean, and I'm only saying that because I I shoot mostly through the uh, LCD screens. <clears throat> Just because I don't like the idea of carrying a fucking five inch or a seven inch monitor, right? Yeah. And on Canon cameras, I ain't never had a problem with that. When I first started shooting the Sony, which again, with the live view, I, I felt like a sh- fish out of water. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you're gonna shoot video live view most. Yeah, yeah, of course, know, for the most part. So, um, but I did notice significant um, differences that when uh, when I would expose through the EVF. Anybody out there think I'm crazy? Um, or know a solution, feel free to reach out to us because I hit a wall with that a while back, so much so that I don't even bother anymore. I just expose or set my shit up through the EVF, and then I just use the LCD screen to kind of, uh, you know, yeah. shoot through. But it's something that I, I felt was affecting me negatively. But overall, they're all great cameras. I do love the a7 III for what it gives me in the end. I just wish it felt more like this, if that makes any sense. So, I mean, yo, anybody out there with a camera that came out in the past four to five years, you're in good hands. I feel like no matter which one you bought. Um, But uh, in terms of people that aren't buying cameras with um, the intention of either finding out that they like shooting photo or video or... um, the hobbyist type, you know, anyone that has the intention to be 
become a professional. Yeah, I, I, I think I would the R five and the R six. I would, would make that to you if, if, solid. If you're going to be a hobbyist, I wouldn't necessarily drop the coin for this. But if you're going to use this because this is what you where you make your money, then it'd be yeah. If you're a professional, be, yeah, yeah. I, it'd be a solid investment. Yeah, for sure. I mean, any any one of these cameras, but again, comeback cameras, um, I'm going to go ahead and, and give Canon a high five on this one because I kind of was um, wiping my ass with the previous, previous cameras, and a lot of people that know me know how much I was annoyed with Canon, um, but at the end of the day, Canon's home. So <clears throat> it's nice to see um, home produce something that i'm like yeah man this thing is set you know yep they remodeled the kitchen on this one and it came out yeah <laughs> yep. so shout out to canon again i'm really uh happy for you guys um to kind of uh finally equalize um uh from what canon's been doing to your asses <laughs> for i mean what sony's been doing to you guys for for quite some time i mean this in itself right here yeah, this, yeah. Eh, but there's something about this that I'll point out, and this is why I give Nikon and Canon their props. First and foremost, it's exposed at all times. If yep. You see, there's a little dust particle on it right now. Yeah. More importantly, the mount that Sony went with kind of cuts the corners. You see how it cuts the corners? Oh shit! Yeah, you're right. I never noticed that before. Uh, a lot of people don't notice that, but that kind of, it doesn't really get it up top. But look at the bottom of it. Hmm. it's clipping those corners so if you're clipping my sensor you're obviously affecting um and this camera does surprisingly well in low light but even still i'm like well if you didn't cut my corners would that it might be better yeah no, be absolutely better. right oh yeah now you have this guy that that little shutter feature they have on that that's crazy yeah but even still look it's a bigger mount to where it's completely exposed it's basically exposed yeah so uh this is more like a medium format mount if you look at it, it's a lot bigger. No, oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. But um, that, to me, in itself, are the little things that someone like myself look into. Like, yeah, that's just dope. But um, yeah, shout out to Canon. Really fucking happy for you guys, my boy Bams. I mean, we both need one. So um, if you want to oh, sponsor soon, us, soon, yes, it's kind of. You know what? We we can be with your leaders alike. Believe me. Yeah, just uh, feel free to even even if you just send us one, we'll we'll we'll, we'll share it. No, we will share. It. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. yeah. Please, please. Yeah. Well, that'll be a lovely thing. Um, again, I'm shooting a Sony A7 III. Um, we just reviewed the EOS R5. Um, I think if you purchase any one of these cameras or oh, you'll their be brothers happy and sisters, you'll be happy with yeah, either you'll, one. Yeah, you'll be happy with either one. But I mean, look, off the rip, <clears throat> I will point out 5000 almost $5,000 body yeah. versus currently, I believe, $1,800 body. Yeah, that's a big price it's difference. It's a big price yeah. difference. So, uh, you know, these things factor. Um, if, it, it's, if it is something that you, you're not trying to out of your pocket for example for me um it especially was no in brainer. the times that we're in right now yeah so but either way you get what you pay for i think sony gives you a lot for what you pay for and i think the r5 currently just uh it's a groundbreaker so overall you know shout out to canon and sony for stepping shit up uh taking photography to new heights hell yeah how long we've been on Oh, it's I in front of here. your face. You get the board. Oh, perfect. Huh? 
Let's um let's wrap this show up. Wait, how long are we on for? We've been on for fifty two minutes. Oh hell yeah. That's yeah. a that's a yeah. that's a good episode right there. Yeah. It was a great episode. And uh yo, um shout out to uh to my my boss. I don't wanna say where I work or anything like that, but for letting me walk out of it. I'll bring it back tomorrow. If you hear this episode, I'm bringing it back tomorrow. Um, and that's it. So, so I want to give a shout out to give a shout out to Manny and Susie. We got, we got a couple of new things that we got to, uh, um, you know, matter of fact, yeah. Shout out to Manny and Susie for being so kind and very quiet in the background. While we, we got, we got, we got, we actually, we, we added a dartboard and a hammock. If you turn around, you'll see the hammock. Oh, I don't right. want to turn around and see a hammock cause I'm going to lay down and go to sleep. <laughs> yeah, 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 I love hammocks. <laughs> oh man, it's on. By the way, they got a hammock here. So guys, I gotta get the fuck out of here. <laughs> but yeah, it was a good episode. Um, oh, shout out to anyone that downloaded, um, the podcast no oh yeah yeah much respect yeah and um yeah uh, it's all coming together eventually we'll figure out a way of uh reaching out to you guys and building with you guys and uh yeah this is uh syringe and bams we'll be signing out peace peace